Whether you're seeing fake gods or bad gods or demigods or would-be gods, you've got a god complex or you're an alien pretending to be Odin in the sky, come on in to a bad case of loving who will accept you. Uh, Chris, uh, Chris, your hat hasn't um, absorbed the life energy out of your body, has it? No, it hasn't. I'm still here. I think. Well, I'm I'm just glad you're not the girl who died, okay? (laughs) (laughs) And... Well, today we'll be talking about The Girl Who Died, the latest episode of Doctor Who, uh, written by Jamie Matheson and Stephen Moffat, directed by Edward Bazalget, or Bazalgetti, something like that. Is it Italian? It seems pretty Italian, yeah. Well, then you like... need to add an Italian accent. Bazalgetti. That's <laughs> Something like that? Yep. Good call. Uh, and as such, we'll be... Spoiling, obviously, everything that happens in that episode, if we haven't already, with our opening. Yep. Um, whoops. So, uh, shut your ears if you don't want to hear. Uh, but first, just before we get to the episode, uh, Chris, on a scale of 1 to 10, how good is iTunes? <laughs> um, 7. Yeah, cool. Well, but how long since you've used it? Um, About 3 years. Right, so conceivably it could have gone up a point per year and it might be a 10 now. You don't know, do you? Yeah, or it could have gone down two points per year and be a 1. <laughs> That's all possible. Uh, but if you do use iTunes, um, you can find us there, A Bad Case of Loving Who. Or if you use anything else, like, um, well, I, I use um, a, an app, I guess you'd call it, called Pocket Casts for... Um, podcasts. Oh. It's called Pocket Casts. It's on like all devices and it's in your web browser and stuff. It's really cool and you can search for A Bad Case of Loving Who on there as well if you use that because it's great. I'll use that. Fair enough. <laughs> okay. Um, a Girl Who Died. Um, let's just go in a totally random place. Um, yep. Clara's out, out in space. Um playing a bit with a, a space spider uh, that's in her suit. That was a bit freaky. <laughs> yeah. It didn't really have any context for me to be engaged by it. No. I mean, there's something that we couldn't really see was about to kill Clara, which is kind of a good thing, so... Well, it successfully got me a bit squirmish just because... It's spider. Spiders, I guess. Yeah. Yep. Which is just like a few episodes ago, the snakes. <laughs> they're just... Yeah. They're playing to these pretty basic uh, fears to get me a bit squirmish. But it was also quite impressive that they didn't show anything at all. Yeah. <laughs> and Maybe it'll come back in in two episodes' time. And we'll find out how they got in that mess in the first place. Yeah. Time. We'll probably find out something like the Doctor was only, was only pretending to squish it. And uh, it's actually still it's running yeah. free. In the TARDIS. <laughs> Spider in the TARDIS. I wouldn't put it past them doing a whole episode about that. Me neither. Well, then they just um, totally unluckily and randomly run into our Vikings. And yep. it's Viking time. Mm-hmm. And they're off to meet the Vikings, and they're at Viking Place. <laughs> How did you think um, 
Well, how, do you like Vikings in general, actually? Uh, well, I'm not a big fan of them, but I haven't seen enough of them to make a good judgment. So. Sure. Were these ones, um, did these ones make you like Vikings more? Um, they did make me like Vikings more, but at the same time, I probably would have preferred that some sort of sense. accent. Yeah. And the fact that they seemed fairly knowledgeable for Vikings as well. I'm not sure if that would be quite accurate. Yeah, definitely not high on the accuracy, is it? Um, they're just very stereotypical kind of story Vikings. Um, yeah. And then the, the Doctor's first idea is to pretend to be... Um, to pretend to be Odin, to um, <laughs> he, yep. the doctor obviously um thinks that they're quite shallow-minded because he just puts on a bit of a half-assed kind of uh voice, yeah. um, pretending to be Odin and um get them to serve him. Yeah. Uh, but then it doesn't work because totally unexpectedly, this this was very uh funny at first. Uh. Odin does appear in the sky, just yeah. like that. <laughs> it was such a funny image, too. Just uh, they turn around and there's Odin just in the sky. That was so random. Yep. Don't expect to see that in a Viking village. No. But as the doctor said, that Odin didn't have a yo-yo. So No. This other Odin uh, takes the strongest of the Vikings, um, which accidentally includes... Uh, Maisie and Clara. What's her... We'll just call her Yeah, Maisie. what is her name? Um, <laughs> Did you know? Did you catch um, it? It's something like... It's like a, a shield ear or something like that. But it's easier to say Maisie. So. Yeah, let's stick with Maisie. Uh, well, they're um, teleported up and they confront the um, this fake Odin who is <laughs> drinking the kind of liquefied testosterone of um, yes. these strong Vikings, which is pretty bizarre. It's a bizarre place as well. And Clara acts... Well, she acts more and more like the Doctor, don't you think? Yeah. When she's away from the Doctor, that is. That's, I, want, I really wonder where they're heading with all this, because Clara is really heading in some strange direction. Mm. Though I, I like... For the look, uh, at her wearing the spacesuit throughout all of this. Yes. Uh, oh, well, not all of it, but for a while. Love those spacesuits. I'm glad we've got kept the same design since, like, season two. Exactly. Uh, and then Maisie, because she's such a Viking, declares war on, on this alien. Then back in the town, they've got to decide uh, whether they're going to fight or not. The Doctor... Uh, saying they should give up and run, but the Vikings, uh, it's not in their nature. This is a bit like a couple episodes ago when uh, they all kind of were deciding in the base whether to leave or to keep yes. uh, working on this mystery. Uh, yeah, does it remind you of that? Uh, not really. Because uh, Vikings being Vikings would probably choose to fight. Um. But, yeah, I guess in a way it could. I suppose it reminded you of that episode and part of it. You're right. Correct. <laughs> um, I, I like how it's the, um, uh, they make it clear that 
it's just the weakest and kind of um, the poorest of the Vikings yeah. who are left here. So we've just got the least Vikingish Vikings. So they want to fight, but they can't very well. <laughs> That's yeah. pretty great. I really built that up in the um, scene where you see the um, houses behind the guy on fire and um, the guy just lying on the ground because he um, fainted at the sight of blood and that made some horses go mad and then chuck some fire on the house. Yeah, that's uh, their training went very poorly. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> Which uh, I love how well this episode blends the humour and the kind of emotional side. I thought that was just really top-notch, uh, yes. which is something that only... which not many shows can really do. Doctor Who it can get away with uh, having such two different sides uh, in the same episode. Yes, can. Yeah, the silly and the emotional. Uh, and... A great example of that is I actually was surprised how much I loved the um, Doctor Understanding Baby stuff in this. Yes. That was that was weird because normally the Doctor is like face-to-face with the baby, but this time it's just the Doctor hearing the baby's yeah, crying. I can see how that would be far easier from a production standpoint, babies. So much travel. Yes, Just put in a sound yeah. effect. <laughs> Easy. Yep. Um, but yeah, every time, uh, the, the couple of times that Matt Smith has done this baby understanding, it's been more of a kind of funny or silly kind of thing. But, um, but here, just oh, Capaldi sells it as so kind of emotional and tragic. Yeah, indeed. Um. And then, as we mentioned, they train and then come to this uh, plan, uh, which involves eels, of all things. Of all things. Um, yes, and we uh, we got to see all their emotion when the Doctor figured it out, which is something we don't normally see. I think Tennant might have um, done it a few times. but Yeah, the Doctor's emotions just right up and right down throughout this episode. Yes. yes. It's very intriguing, I thought, with the Doctor's emotions, but I'm sure we'll get to that. Uh, well, they, they execute this plan, and really they use it um, in the end just to... Uh, to um, uh, what's the word? Um, threaten with a bit of public shaming. Yep. <laughs> um it's a bit like just cyberbullying here. Yeah. Um, yeah, I got that impression too. <laughs> yeah, good. Yeah, I thought it was a bit mean. And did you see the the app Clara was holding? Just <laughs> an app with a big red upload to the space internet button. Uh, something the doctor made, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, I thought that was a bit mean. But I guess these are um, violent, conquering aliens. So. Also, going back to the thing you said... Uh, last week, I think, with them using the technology we already know and you not liking that, it's a bit too, it could be a bit too real for some people. Yeah, that's right. Like, yeah, this, I think, again, could have been kind of cooler if it was some 
uh, alien tech the doctor had rather than just using Clara's phone. Mm. <laughs> but then, unfortunately, in this whole thing, um, Maisie died. It was a bit... Uh, well, it's a bit un- unexpected how she died. Doctor never mentioned this was a possibility. I guess he never thought of it. And then it all... They all get... They all despair quite a bit here. I know, I cannot understand why. Yeah. And then the the most kind of... Well, was this the biggest part of the episode for you? Capaldi's realisation? Realisation of what? Why he has his face. Um, that was earlier in the episode, wasn't it? Uh, no, that's here. He, um... He thinks Maisie's dead, um, but... And that he can't save oh. her, or shouldn't, but, uh... Yeah, remembers the fires of Pompeii. Yep, yep. Yeah, which are, like, I expected this coming for a, a long time. I, since uh, his first mm-hmm. episode, I thought, yeah, they'd definitely use this and uh, throw back to fires of Pompeii at some point. Yep. Just like this, and uh, we finally see it, which is nice. Well, throughout the whole entire episode, we see the Doctor go on this emotional roller coaster and, um, then finally come to this point here. Yeah, basically. and it's... Well, it's it's an interesting thing, though, that, like, the Doctor keeps doing, like, this includes, yeah, Fires of Pompeii and Waters of Mars as well and stuff, the deciding whether to save people even though mm. he's not supposed to or he can't or, or he mentions in this episode he's got a pretty smart reason for not saving them because he knows that... Yeah, which is the ripple effect. Yeah, exactly. The aliens will just keep coming back. They'll want revenge and stuff. Yeah. Um, but then still, like Waters of Mars and stuff, every time he does it, he kind of convinces himself, yeah, I can... Don't worry, I'll, I'll save them this time. It's all right. It, it usually doesn't turn out good, so I don't, I'm not sure why he... Well, I don't know, he's stuck. He kind of, he knows he can't do it, but he keeps doing it a bit and just stuffing everything up. Yeah. <laughs> Time travel is curse in a way. Yeah, exactly. Which they really explore deeply in this episode with a lot of the infighting in Peter Capaldi's mind. We're going into it even more with him making Maisie immortal. I don't know, they throw in some pretty crazy technology here. We didn't know that the Doctor could make people immortal this whole time. Nah, all they needed was a medical pack. Pretty sure he would have done that before if he'd thought of it, but um, uh, many times in the past. (laughs) Certain few companions, maybe. All of them, maybe. (laughs) It'd be a full TARDIS. It can never be a full TARDIS. (laughs) Ah, true. It's a whole dimension in there. Yeah, that's a just... Emphasizing a problem, I think, with the show lately generally is they just they don't have many rules. I think there's they keep breaking rules of the world. They need they need some structural rules that we play within, but outside all the lines. But oh well, uh, I can. I'm of a different opinion there. Um, I prefer the Doctor when he's in a carefree. I'm going to save any, everybody and it doesn't really matter what happens outside of this. Just a carefree, I'm going to save everybody, let's have fun. I'm the doctor. Yeah, I'm, I'm, well, I'm sorry to do this, but I agree with you there. 
<laughs> uh, I think where I want the rules is um, just with the sciencey stuff, I guess. Uh, not keep throwing yep. out that he can do everything. Which earlier on, actually, at the start of the episode, he breaks out of handcuffs and just says it's magic. Um, yeah. Which, that was okay, because that's handcuffs. Everyone can break out of those, but... <laughs> You're a 12,000-year-old time traveler. I'm sure you've once taken a magic lesson. Yeah, oh, true. <laughs> uh, and I like that he mentions that here, actually. He kind of... It kind of contradicts a bit what I just said, but I like that line where he says something like, I can do anything, that I really can do anything. Like, I've lived for so long, I've got a time machine. I really could do anything. Yeah, which brings us back to the War of the Mars with David Tennant. And when he had that same attitude, and it made him realise that it was his time to go, pretty much. So, which was the maybe. whole Time Lord Victorious thing, which we were told back then was basically Evil Doctor. This is bad, Evil Doctor. And so it makes it a bit confusing whether now this is still, this is good or not. But I guess it'll continue into the next episode. We'll okay. explore it. Explore it more, I'm sure. And speaking of, uh, yeah, so Maisie's Immortal. What do you think of that? Did you Did you like that particularly? There was, that was a pretty cool kind of um, just stylish thing that um, camera um, spinning around her sequence. Oh, I loved that. Yeah, it's brilliant. Yeah. With the stars behind her and the mountains. Yeah, and well, that was so cool because like you don't have to do Mm. that, but it looked amazing and it kind of told us about how much time was passing around yeah or yeah how how long she'll live and everything on just on the immoral thing did you pick up the line early in the episode where the doctor said um something along the lines of to do that we'd need someone who's mortal and he was trying to come up with a plan to defeat them and that immediately sparked my interest. And my thought then was maybe they'll bring Captain Jack back. But in the end, they just make someone else immoral. Right. So. Uh, nice. No, I, I didn't notice that, but good call. Well, so, thoughts on the whole episode then? Thoughts on the whole episode? Well, a lot of it was the inner barrels of the Doctor and him going, yes, no, and um, can I, can't I, and those sort of questions. Um, and ma- maybe that's why, but I um, I was going to comment that I, I found the Doctor so likable in this episode. I think the most likable I've ever found Capaldi. I felt like he was really doctorish and there was every side of the doctor and it was doing new things and playful and interacting with everyone and I really enjoyed it. Fair enough. I didn't enjoy it as much because uh, the doctor has to be the doctor in a way for me and at this time he was sort of fighting himself rather than the real enemy. 
So, but the real anime and the um other part of the show I quite liked. I just thought there were so many good tiny little things in this episode uh, and tiny little moments and bits. Uh, one I'll just point out that was, that I enjoyed was um, the doctors running out to Clara and then just doing a thumbs up. Uh, <laughs> great. That was stylish. Indeed. Lots of other ton little bits, and I loved some of the Viking characters. Yeah, very uh, unique characters. Two sides of the Vikings, in a way, if it's accurate, which is questionable. Um, the first part, you saw the Warriors, and very much, yeah, let's beat them, and then when they're all gone and dead, you saw the other ones, the ones around the village yeah and uh, i love that they included that um quick little um kind of dinner scene uh yep when they were all frightened of the the coming battle and it's just quick but you can see they're all just kind of eating quietly really nice yeah and so yeah overall i I really liked this episode actually. It's um it's not my favorite because the witch's familiar probably is, but it's my second of this season so far. I found it just really fun and comprehensible more than usual and uh a lot of fun stuff and interesting stuff they're throwing around. So yeah, really good. It certainly looks as though the doctor himself is going on a journey. And um, it's an emotional journey, and he's got some stuff he has to deal with, and it'll all come out in the open. Absolutely. We'll see how it continues next week. Until then, uh, where can people find you on the internet? Not in real life. Then go to waitwhatsorry.com. Waitwhatsorry.com. Gotcha. Uh, and me, you can find at thoramus.com. Or at Thormus on Twitter. And our last words. Spontaneous. Wait, do you want two words or one word? Uh, okay, give us two. Spontaneously awesome.